0: This was a story told by my uncle, who was a realtor. In his line of work, he often comes across houses like this that people have died in, and some linger around. This one, though, had a lasting impression on him because of why it was the way it was. Initially, he told me about the house, since we both had a sixth sense. He said there was this haunted house that he was in charge of, and asked if I wanted to come see it. Of course, I was like, "Mm, why not? It stoked my interest. But also, I made sure we weren't going in it. I'm very superstitious and have been attacked before, so I take care not to intrude with the other side, even though I do get interested. I don't want to cross lines, and I didn't want anything to attach to me. When he showed me the house, and I saw it, I understood why the grandma felt the way she did. If you have a sixth sense, you'll understand when you see certain locations or places with bad history. You feel an off feeling, a darkness even in light, anger, sadness even, negativity and just an overall sense of dread. This was what I felt from staring at the house, and then after that, he sent me this. The other day, I was scheduled to show two beautiful Elk Grove homes. One of them looked very familiar. I wasn't sure if it was the exact home I was thinking of. Unfortunately, on this day, my left ankle had been giving me a lot of trouble, You could say that I was more concentrated on the sharp pain that runs up my spine with each painstaking step than paying attention to the homes. Although I was suffering from this pain, I just pressed on with the job, showing these two homes. The first home was a home I told you that it looked very familiar, but I wasn't sure if it was the right house. As it turned out, it was the home I thought about. It was one of my friends' homes who have let it go to foreclosure a few months earlier. Because of my ankle pain, I didn't venture far into this giant beast. I only stayed in the living room with the client's grandma. We just stood there staring at each other while the rest of the client's family explored the entire house. The home shows very well, but there were lots of visible repairs needed in order to make it livable. There were loose and hanging wires throughout the house, and floors that looked like they were damaged from floods. Although the walls looked new, the home had a dark, creepy, and depressing feeling to it. It was not your normal giant, whereas you walked in and just had this exhilarant vibe of happiness and warmth. The grandma turned and looked at me. With an expressionless and stern face, she said, This home needs a lot of repairs. That was all she said. My client's family couldn't agree more. It wasn't until the next home that the grandma finally opened up to me. The grandma slowly said in a low tone, I like this home more than the first one. That first home gives me the creeps. I couldn't agree more. But to lay this creepy feeling to rest... I tried to justify the reason to the grandma why it felt creepy. I told her it must have just been because that first home was bigger than the second one. Although I did get a creepy feeling about the first house, I probably chose to ignore that feeling. My hair, for once, didn't stand up, nor did I have this feeling that there was someone lurking around like usual. This time, it was more of, when can I get home to rest my foot? Maybe this was the reason why my sixth sense didn't kick in full force. I was more worried about the sharp shooting pain from my ankle than paying attention to my surroundings. However, just letting you know, I didn't lose my sixth sense, not just yet. Like I said, I did get this creepy, dark, depressing feeling about the house, but my mind was elsewhere. Later on, in the evening... I texted my friend and told her that I showed her old home to my clients. She asked me how the showing went. I told her the grandma said the house was creepy. The next text scared the wits out of me. She said, yes, the home is creepy. My late husband passed away inside the house. I knew her husband was sick, but I didn't think he died inside the home. She had never mentioned it to me. She called me and then told me the whole scary story. She said that after he died, she continued to hear him call her name around 1 in the morning, telling her he was hungry. She thought it was her imagination at first. Maybe once or twice hearing her late husband call her name may be coincidental, but calling her name every night around 1am started to give her the creeps. Before her late husband passed away, he was bedridden. He couldn't walk, but could only crawl. After he passed away, she sometimes would see a glimpse of him crawling around the house. Late at night, when she was in her room, she could feel and hear him crawling throughout the house, up the stairwells, and into the hallway. Since there was a huge gap at the bottom of the bedroom door, she could feel him lay his head down to the floor and peek at her. Now... Those of you who have had such experiences know the person being haunted will experience a telepathic connection with the spirits. This person will see exactly what the spirit is looking at. While she was in her room, in the back of her head, she could feel someone staring at her from underneath the door. Every move she made, she could see herself from a third person's view. She couldn't shake this feeling off. She got so freaked out that she placed towels under every door every night. She told me she didn't want to tell her son, because it could really creep him out. This was the real reason why she decided to let her home go into foreclosure. Paying for the home wasn't a problem, she could afford it, but she couldn't stand that house any longer. She said she's never been so scared in her life. One of the cons of buying a foreclosed property is that the bank is exempt from disclosing deaths on the property. This is left up to the buyer to do their own due diligence about finding the history of the home. Although foreclosed houses may be sold for under market value, sometimes it's better buying a home from a seller. Sellers are required to disclose deaths on the property within three years. However, it is unfortunate, unexplained phenomena or hauntings are not part of the disclosure package. This is where you may have to rely on your sixth sense. So, buyers, beware. For a good bit of my childhood... We lived in Charleston, South Carolina. Our neighbor and house were not too old. The house was built in the mid-90s. However, the neighborhood was built on the grounds of an old slave plantation. This, I believe, is what led to experiences by my sisters and I. I don't have one cohesive story, but more a list of things that we saw or heard, or felt. I'll start with one story, and maybe post more later. This is my first Reddit post, so really, I'm testing the waters. Our dad was in the military, so he'd be gone on trips all the time. When he would get home, usually at night, we could hear him come up the steps, and he'd open our doors. He would check on us, and then leave. One night... I heard what sounded like his boots on the hardwood flooring, but my door didn't open. I didn't think much of it, but the next morning I asked my mom when dad got home, and she assured me he wouldn't be home for three more days. So, I figured I was hearing things. The weird thing is my two older sisters said they heard it too. This went on for a few nights randomly over a long period of time, but rarely whenever Dad was actually home. There was one night that I remember vividly. I heard the sound clear as day. Boots walking up the steps and on the hardwood floor. Dad had been gone for a few weeks, so I rushed up to see him. I opened my door, and there was nobody there. One of my sister's rooms was beside mine. She heard me in the footsteps and opened her door, thinking that Dad was home too but she just found me standing there, confused. Our oldest sister, who was at the end of the hall, then came out because she woke up to the footsteps and then heard us whispering. We were now convinced we had a ghost in the house. Our mom, whose bedroom was downstairs, woke up and yelled at us from the foyer because she thought we were stomping around upstairs. We told her what happened, and she said it was just the floor popping then. Something not uncommon for hardwood flooring. We all went back to bed, but here's the kicker. Once we all closed our doors, the footsteps went back down the hall and down the steps. Again, it was clear as day. I didn't sleep anymore that night. We never saw anything, but we always heard these phantom steps up the stairs, down the hall, and then back. From all three of us at night to individuals when we were home alone. It kind of became a joke in the house that we did have a ghost, and it was the ghost of someone from the plantation. Nothing ever seemed angry or evil, just off. Perhaps it was someone just checking on the kids... About 20 years ago, my mom had a tumor removal operation. I think it was called Acoustic Neuroma Tumor Surgery Removal. It was about the size of an egg. It was affecting both her hearing and her balance. It was growing behind her right ear. The tumor roots were spreading and wrapping itself around her nerves, so the surgery was necessary and critical, the incision started from the front of her right ear and it went above and around all the way behind her ear, down past her collarbone. The doctor wanted to make sure all the tumor roots and tissues were scraped off. Thank God it was a benign tumor. She was released from the hospital after two nights. I was to sleep with her on the king sized bed that first night that she was home in case she had a fever or needed something post-operation. On that very first night, as I was sleeping and sharing the bed with her, I had a nightmare and could not wake up from it. I can still recall the nightmare vividly, even though so many years have passed since. In the dream, myself and my mother were sitting in the back of an old black Volkswagen. We were on our way to the church were Catholics. When the car arrived and stopped in front of the church, a priest wearing a cassock, a long black garment worn by Roman Catholic clergymen, courteously opened the door for us. As he extended his hand to help my mother out of the car, his eyes suddenly turned glaring red like the devil's eyes. I was still in the car and was waiting for my turn to exit after my mother, but I hadn't exited yet. As soon as I saw his red, glaring devil's eyes, I knew what he wanted. I screamed and tried to pull my mother's arm back to the car, but the priest was so strong, I frantically started to pray to our father and screamed my head off while struggling with him, and I've never prayed so hard in my life like that night. After a long struggle, the priest lost his strong grips on my mother and I was able to pull her back safely to the car. I finally was able to wake up from the dream after the priest let go of my mother's hand, and when I woke up, I opened my eyes and saw my arm extending out while holding her hand. The following day, my mother told us that she had a high fever that night, and she thought she didn't make it through. Hey there, friends. I hope you enjoyed this collection, this short collection of paranormal stories. I know this video was a bit shorter than my normal, but I only had three on my list, so I needed to get them read. I wanted to get this in ASAP, so I didn't really have time to go find another one and ask for permission. So, hopefully you guys can forgive that it was a shorter video. Uh, I don't usually do shorter collections. Sometimes my single scary stories are a little shorter, but, you know... I gotta clean up my list some. That's just how it goes, so. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. If you did, please do consider hitting that thumbs up button and subscribing to the channel. Uh, doing so makes you part of the Nevermore and one of my good friends at that point, so. <laughs> if you did enjoy it and would like to support the channel, I do have a Patreon and coffee, and, you know, both of them are awesome if you want to support. If not, totally cool. Do consider finding me on Twitter and following me there, though, because I do post on Twitter quite a bit, so. Alright, I hope you all have a wonderful day, and I'll see you on the next video, but until then, sleep well.